When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Coffee and Hardcore third special short episode. Punching my grandma and kicking your mom with myself, Wiley Willis, and my trusty co-host, Mick Cox. That's right, Mr. Mick. This is going to be a short episode because I'm getting married October 3rd. That's right. And, uh, I will already be married when this airs. And uh, because right this month, I don't really have the time, uh, both of us really, to get a coffee guest. Or to do album reviews, so we just thought instead of skipping one, we just do a short one. Right. Right. Because yeah, because I mean, you're getting married. That's a huge event in your life, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean a big. I mean, it's that's huge. Um, yeah. And now me and my family of five are looking at uh, moving into a new house. So we got that's big right. events happening in October. So, yeah. Yeah, you're trying in October. Well, it, it, the it, the process is happening, mm-hmm. and all that cool jazz of you know making sure all the paperwork's filled out, making sure you get sure. boxes, and on top of that, listing your house to sell, which is always fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's you know that's next on our list. I mean, we don't own, yep. we rent here in Chicago, but next is uh, a home check trying to have a baby check, you know, so we got that list all ready to go. It comes at you fast, man. <laughs> Don't I know? <laughs> it's a good thing though. It is. It's all good. It's life and life is fun when you, uh, when you okay. uh, let it happen and, and not fight yeah. it. So it's good. I don't think I would have been, I mean, I'll be 40 in March and I don't think, I think the timing is perfect. Um, I think I, I, I'm the kind of person that grows up slowly and uh i'm glad these things are happening now when i when my head's a little bit screwed on a little tighter if that makes any sense it makes total sense man i remember i was the last guy in the band to get married i was 29 when i got married and and it was the right time to do it everybody else was like when are you gonna get i mean i heard it over and over again and you probably have too when are you gonna get married when are you gonna get settled down when's it gonna happen and it it wasn't supposed to happen until it happened and at that yeah. point, I, you know, I was ready. And you know what? Um, there's a whole lot of things that happened from 29 to I'm 45 now. And mm-hmm. uh, a whole lot of, still, there's a whole lot of growing up and all that too. So, yeah. You're just, sure. you know, you're, you're just getting ready to cross over into the, you know, the next phase of your life, man. It's exciting. Yeah. It's. It, it is exciting. It's scary in some ways because I know I got to let some things go. 
some things have to change in the sense of like uh, money I spend on things as we talked about in the very first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Small things that don't really matter. Like when you look at a family as a whole, which is way more important than these silly things, you know, silly trivial things that, that we buy and that we hold on to. But you know what the fun thing is? The fun thing What's is, that? is later in life, when you when kids enter the picture that all the things that you liked when you were a kid and that you liked when you were you know older um mm-hmm. you have nostalgia over now you can push that all on your kids Done. like you know listen, i'm gonna do that listen audrey <laughs> when she was when audrey was one years old um the very first thing that i introduced her to was teenage mutant ninja turtles and that yeah, girl we got a story about that oh yeah right? every Ever, ever since, man, she has loved the turtles. Now all my kids love the turtles. And I have three little ninjas in my house, and they, they decide they're going to do their karate practice. They bow to their sensei, which is Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did but you yeah. guys end up buying that the vintage throwback uh, Youth Energy hoodie or T-shirt Ninja Turtles? No, we were going to, and, and we ended up not pulling the trigger on it. So, but I tell you what, though, uh, we, it's tough because I wanted to too, and I haven't yet. Because <laughs> with that design goes for like five hundred dollars normally. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, and the thing about that is, you know, he only makes certain. Yeah. When it's done, it's done. Yep. When it's done, it's and done. I just got, I just received the, uh, the fu, coffee cup in the mail today from, from that guy. Yeah, that was a cool coffee mug. Which also happens to be one of our, uh, what do you call that? Our little uh, yeah, advertisement videos. Our promo. Yeah, our promo. Yeah. So the what I'm, what I'm, this dude, Youth Energy is what it's called, right? Or yeah. Energy? Yep. Youth Energy? Yep. Youth, Youth Energy. Energy. Yep. Youth Energy. So he's on Instagram and he does all this retro throwback stuff from the 80s and 90s and it's super rad. So he has this coffee cup. I wasn't going to buy it because I usually don't buy things with the F word on it. <laughs> um <laughs> but I got the okay for like I really wanted it but I was like yeah if it was a t-shirt I there's no way I'd wear it but cuz it's a coffee mug my lady right. gave me the okay that's awesome but it basically on one side says my friend said caffeine is a drug you <laughs> <laughs> and I just I love that Eve Mackay uh quote I guess I guess it's a quote now well I love yeah, so we use it, said- it for a promo yeah, well, when you sent me that video, I laughed so hard. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> this is a perfect <laughs> promo for this podcast. Uh, so, so, anyways, you sent me this coffee mug. I was actually on the page earlier that day. He said, last day for coffee mug. And I was about to hit the go button. And my br- I had like an inner battle with my brain. It's like, dude, it says the F word on it. And I'm like, and the other side of my brain's like, yeah, but you're an adult, aren't you? Like, you've never heard that word before. The other side of my brain's like, yeah, but I don't want like, you know, kids that, you know, like Libby's nieces and nephews that come over her parents to see her FU mug. And then I'm like, come on, you can shut it in a drawer. They're, they're adults, aren't they? Yeah, but the kids aren't. Yeah, well, the kids don't have to see it. Like this struggle in my brain. And, and I ended up going, nah, I'm not going to do it. And then you... Facebook or Instagram messaged it to me. You're like, look at this. And I was like, ah, maybe I'll get it. So I went to click on it and it, the pre-order was already up. And I was like, no. And Libby's like, no, what? 
I'm like, oh, I said that out loud. She's like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I really want this mug, but it has the F word on it. And she's like, yeah, it's cool. You don't got to think too much about it. Like, you're an adult. Pull the trigger. It's 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 not a T-shirt. You're not, you know, walking around wearing it. So I got a hold of the guy. I'm like, I really want this mug. Is there any way I can get it? He's like, yeah, I ordered a few extra ones. So you put it up back up there for me to buy it. And you got the Mighty Anyways, Duck shirt too, right? Yeah. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I got the Mighty Ducks shirt. I saw your wife had it, and I was yep. like, I got to get yeah. this. Mighty Ducks was my favorite movie as a kid, along with the Turtles. Like, hockey-themed stuff I love, you know? Yeah. No, totally. I think Lindsay had a crush on um, – what's Don't the say it. What's the hockey guy's name in, in – uh, The coach? In Turtles? No, in Turtles. Oh. Um, Casey, Casey Jones. Jones. Yep, yeah, she had a crush and on And she him. most definitely had a crush on him, she told me. Yeah. Because we're using a clip, a Casey Jones clip in one of our new songs for Two Minute Minor. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, and, and she said something about Casey. I don't remember how it came up, but I was talk, I was chatting with her on Facebook Messenger, and and she said something about Casey Jones, and I was like, oh, yeah, you want to hear something cool? And she's like, <laughs> what? I had a crush on him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite oh, toy as a kid, though, the Casey Jones toy, Ninja Turtle toy. Yeah, that's pretty pretty killer. Well, let's get into this because our rambling ends up clocking up minutes, and this will be longer than an hour if we uh, yeah we keep, keep doing going. this. <laughs> we do, yeah. So the reason I say that is because Mick sent me the second podcast, Coffee and Hardcore, today to listen to to see if it needed any edit further editing, and <laughs> at the moment it's like two hours and forty five minutes. And we cut a little bit out to get it under three. And we might cut a little bit more to get it to three and a half, but I don't know. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll already be set in stone by the time this comes out. So right. it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it is. But I told Mick, I said, hey, this one's going to be short. Because I'm getting married. We're cutting a bunch of stuff out of it. It's like a hardcore song. We're cutting all the filler, just getting straight to the topic. And... uh yeah, so let's get let's get at it. All right. So basically on my notes I said talk about getting married. Did that. Getting married October third. <laughs> Which uh, October third is actually this is later down in my notes and I'll probably come back to it, but October third is when we're putting October Bird of Death. October Bird of Death to Wow. October Bird of Death to bed. Yes. Dying. Deathbed. I'm I'm sad about this. Really yeah. Sad. We can we can chat about that a little bit down the All right. down the thing. But the next thing we're talking about is Zayo officially broke the internet. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy, was it not? <laughs> it was crazy. They sold out on uh Holy Mountain and the Zayo site in three minutes. And it would have been in two minutes if the they didn't crash the Merch Now site. And then I guess um Solid State sold out. They sold out just as fast. So, yeah. Yeah. That's you insane. Have a, you didn't go. You didn't go to buy one because you're getting one free, right? Sent to you. I I I'm actually getting all the variants. So yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so so perks, so here's, perks to me. <laughs> yeah, but we're still getting preface to give away, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll still get that to and give away. We each get a personal copy. Should. 
Cool. I hope so. Cool. Well, I hopefully, no, I'm kidding. We will. Um, okay, and uh, <laughs> and brain exploded. Add explosion noise right here, Mick. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> you better do it. See, okay, the reason I said that is because Mick like upped his game on this second podcast and added so much cool stuff in it. Did you like the Bill so, and Ted thing? Excellent. I, I loved everything. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Mick is getting way better and better. That's why he's going to add the head explosion right now again. For now. <laughs> he's not going to do it. He's just going to be me saying this, and I'm going to look stu- even stupider than I am. Okay. So Zayo broke the internet. In all honesty, I pulled another FU coffee cup situation. I went to the site at two o'clock, right when it went up the merch now, and I had, it was like 30 bucks. I had it in my cart with like shipping. It was like, what, 37 or 38 or something crazy. Not crazy, but I didn't pull the trigger on it. You know why? Because I had set aside a certain amount of money for vinyl. And I really wanted the Officer Negative. And that one just came out too, right? Yeah, just came out. Yeah, they've been talking about it, and they just put up the link yesterday or today. Wow. And so I was like, oh, I got to get this Officer Negative. Like, Zayo was my jam when I was a kid, but Officer Negative brings back a lot of memories. So I was on the site, had it in my cart, and I was like, am I pulling the trigger on this? Or am I getting the officer negative one? Because I'm not getting both. And I went, and I went officer negative. And then I found out this thing sold out in like three minutes. And I was like, no. <laughs> loser. You're a loser. Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be because you are dirt. You make me sick, you big baby. <laughs> it's like, what? This guy's um, bushy now. You know, I think the shipping was more than coming out to $37 for that record because the one thing that I'm not, the, well, the one thing that I'm not getting is any shirts, and I never had any shirts from the Splinter area. Area, mm-hmm. <laughs> I never had any shirts from the Splinter era, and so uh-huh. I saw those and I was like, I gotta, get, I gotta get one. And so Lindsay wanted one, so I had got her a Splinter one, and then I like the Blood and Fire one, so I was like, I'll get me the Blood and Fire, and those were fifteen each. So then you add add those up, that's thirty tax. Yeah. And then shipping, it was more than $37. So well, I was like, oh, What was cow. shipping on it? It was almost, I think it was $12 for shipping for two shirts. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah. It was a little, but they yeah, only Yeah, I had it in my cart, and I didn't, I didn't actually do the shipping yet, but I knew it was going to be expensive. Yeah, well, they only offered three-day shipping. So Yeah, well, merch now, uh, shipping is usually expensive. It's like... Uh, What's that other one that's really expensive that the descendants use? King's Road merch. Oh my gosh, that place is so expensive. The shipping. If I want something descendants related, I have to wait till there's like five things I want for it to even be worth the shipping. It's crazy. Like I, we got the descendants coffee through there. Yeah. Shipping's so expensive. Wow. See, it's like yeah. anything, like I'm I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. And uh, mm-hmm. any any of his stuff, like through his um store and then through any literally any other store that sells his official stuff it's so expensive and then the shipping is ridiculous and so i always end up i do what you do i put it in the car and then i see everything and i'm like yeah i'm gonna pass on that 
<laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. my my kid needs new shoes more than I need that record. <laughs> yeah, you'd think people would think about that stuff. But like the officer negative record, it was $25 with just with $5 shipping. I was like, now this is doable. You know? Yeah, they, they probably did media mail and normal. Yeah, shipping. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not going to see that yep. till next year because of COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. So let's get into the stories. Punching my grandma over the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story. I told it to you when we were just chatting yeah. the other day. And you told me this story about you kicking your mom <laughs> and then so your dad bad. kicking you and then your dad kicking you back. And I was like, yes. all right, well, we got to we got to call this one punching my grandma and kicking your mom because that just fits. And since it's not, since it's a short one, we don't have to use that, that nineties reference, even though it's about Ninja Turtles, you know, you know, (laughs) jump it in here. You ready for it? I'm ready. Go for it. Okay. So I was a little kid. Uh, My grandpa owned this daycare. So I don't, let's say I was like five or six, six, maybe five, six, I don't know, 1985, 1986 it was. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys came out and I was at daycare and this little kid had one, a little small kid. And it blew me away when I saw it. And it's funny because I actually, I was looking at those after we had that conversation. Those original toys are so small. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's weird. When you're a kid, they seem like they're huge. Right. Like, I remember it being this, like, you know how, like, those old school G.I. Joes were, the rubber ones that were actually pretty big? Or even yeah. the wrestling buddies. I had, oh, like, yeah. the, yeah, Junkyard Dog one. I had Hulk Hogan. I had Ultimate Warrior. You know what I'm talking about, those big oh, yeah. old rubber ones? Yes. Yeah. That's how I, like, pictured these Ninja Turtles in my head. But when you see it as an adult, they're these tiny plastic toys. Yep. Like, <laughs> pretty tiny. And, but it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen when I was a five or six year old kid. And at daycare, I was like, Hey, do you think I could see, play with that? Could I see that? And the kid's like, sure. Hands it to me. And, you know, I basically play with it the whole rest of the time I'm there and just fall in love with this freaking crazy, awesome turtle toy. And I remember my grandma picks me up and we go to the store. I actually think it, (laughs) do you know that, remember the store Shopco? No, we never had one of those around. No, here. okay, maybe that's just the uh, Uper thing. Um, it's kind of like a, a cheaper Kmart, kind of. Okay. <laughs> cheaper Kmart. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of a cheap downgrade from Kmart. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> but I remember we're in the we're in the store, and I, I like pretty much beeline over to the toy section, and I end up finding these turtle toys. I think they were like four ninety nine or something um, back in the day. And if you think about that now, that's nothing, you know? Right. But I remember I grabbed, oh, I don't know. I think the kid had like, I think it was Leonardo or Donatello. I think it was Leonardo though. And But I like the, the orange one, Michelangelo. So I grabbed that one and I carried it around the store and we brought it up to the, where you check out 
and it was our turn to check out. My grandma's like, oh, we're not going to buy this. This stays at the store. And I was like, no, I want this. This is the Ninja Turtle. This is the toy I was telling you about all the way from daycare to here. She's like, yeah, no, we're not going to get that right now. And so she sets it back. And she turns around and she's putting groceries on the thing. And so I take it and put it on the conveyor belt. And the cashier, like, checks all her groceries. And the little Ninja Turtle comes all by itself in all of its glory like the lady picks it up and she's like are we buying this today and i'm like yes grandma's nope we're not buying this today and i'm like yes i want it (laughs) my grandma's like no we can't get this today this isn't in the budget and i'm like i want it and i just punch her in the face oh no Oh, no. Um, um, um. Yeah, you've heard this story before, so you have to act like you're shocked. <laughs> and, oh, I knew I just did the worst thing ever. Like, I was quiet the whole car ride home. I, I just knew I was in for it. My grandma was like, just wait till grandpa comes home. You're going to be in big trouble. And I remember going up in my room and sitting in my room and waiting for him, which it felt like it was three weeks, you know, waiting right. for your, takes forever. For your gra- yeah. For your grandpa or your dad to come home after you did something terrible. And I remember the boom, 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 knock on the door. And I'm like, uh, my grandpa comes in. Well, uh, I heard you punch grandma in the face today. <laughs> yeah, sorry, grandpa. So he would he would always pray with me and make sure that uh, that he you know that he wasn't angry. He waited an hour, made me sit in fear with my thoughts, and said it was to to let him chill out and settle down um, before I got the whooping. So it was not an anger. You know, he'd come and pray with me, and then he'd make me go out and find a, a switch to get spanked with, and. <laughs> He's like, okay, it can't be, it can't be thicker than your thumb. So pick out whatever one you want. And I'm like, oh, cool. I get to pick out what I get beat with. That sounds like fun. So I remember going in the woods and looking and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get the thinnest one I can find because that's not going to hurt at all. Wrong. (laughs) It's like a whip. whip. Exactly. (laughs) So that's my, uh, that's my punching my grandma teenage mutant ninja turtle story. Cowabunga! So now I got to tell my kicking my mom story. All right. So um, I was thinking about this the other day too. Um, we were living in a town in West Virginia called Pine Grove, and it sounds just like the A title TV of the show? town. <laughs> it was an old uh, coal mining town in between two mountains in what West Virginians lovingly say a holler and, um, and uh, my dad pastored a church and it was right next to a Creek and a railroad. There was a railroad uh, station, a Creek, a Creek, a Creek. It's a Creek in West Virginia. Is that different than a Creek? It's the same thing, but we say Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, I'm painting the scene. So I came mm-hmm. home from school. I'm outside playing. My mom wants me to come inside and I'm arguing with her. 
and she comes out and she's like, come on, come inside. And I come up on the porch and she's like, you got to come inside. And I like, didn't want to go inside. So I just hauled off and kicked her. And she didn't Ooh. say, she didn't say anything other than look at me and just say that dreaded phrase. You wait till your dad gets home. So then, you know, bum, that, bum, bum. <laughs> I'm in the house and I'm dreading when my dad gets home. And so, you know, I hear dad come in the door Dinner's ready downstairs, so I'm gonna have to come downstairs to dinner. And I come downstairs, and and uh, Dad is sitting at the table, and he looks at me, and he goes, "So you kicked your mom, did you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Um, you know, she you said was, it all like a matter of fact. Like, no, yeah. I didn't say it matter of factly. I was scared to death, uh. <laughs> but you know, I was, you know, yeah. Um, and you know, just out of nowhere, he just like he got up, and when he got up, I tried to move away like run and as soon as i tried you to knew what was happening oh yeah and so i thought you know he's gonna take me in the room no he just straight up kicked me in the butt <laughs> like just all off and kicked me in the butt and it was almost like one of those things like you kick your mom well maybe you deserve to be kicked too. <laughs> sure so, yeah yeah i straight up got kicked in the butt i never kicked my mom again <laughs> and look at you now look now at you're me. a pastor a family man, well-behaved. <laughs> Next segment, boom! Uh, Halloween costumes. Yes. This is October, man. It is. Let's talk about Halloween costumes. Yeah. Let's talk about it. What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Right, listen, when I was a kid, my mom was amazing at creating things, especially like when I had a project to do in school. And so uh -huh. there's two um, Halloween costumes that she made from scratch that were unbelievable. I'm going to give you two. The first oh, one. Wait, I got a question for you real quick. Yes. Did you prefer the homemade ones over the store-bought ones? Uh, we never had money to buy store-bought ones. So. Okay. <laughs> So mine were always because I had because I had both growing up as a kid. Like when I lived with my grandparents, my grandma made a lot of mine, a lot of mine. And then when I moved back in with my dad, you know, there wasn't much creativity, so it was mostly store bought ones. But go ahead. Um, first one, I was in fifth grade, and my mom made an entire Lone Ranger costume oh yeah like um she even made a, even made a cardboard gun like so i had the full the full thing and then she took a cardboard box and made trigger like so when wow. i so and like i went to this <laughs> what seriously <laughs> yes i and i went to this school when we this is when we lived in pine grove this is the same area where i got kicked in the butt by my dad because i kicked my mom um i went to this school <laughs> that was the next town over and it was the elementary school in reader west virginia and it was called a um experimental school and mm -hmm. this is weird they had a crazy deal with disney where like we could we watched all of the disney movies uh from the 70s and 80s when they were on reel to reel we watched all those in class on friday school yes at school um what? they had a crazy like um band uh program and so i was in you band didn't? 
You didn't like, dream this. This was real. No, no, no. This is real. I was in band in fourth and fourth, fifth, and sixth grade at this school. And um, we learned, like, wow. I remember the first day in, in fourth grade. This is how I uh, um, found out about one. It was my first time listening to records other than uh, Elvis Presley and uh, Stevie Wonder and Bob Dylan at my house. I, this guy had swing records, like Glenn Miller, nice, and, yeah. all this stuff. And like, we could sit down and play these records and then we would pick what we wanted to learn. And so we were learning like Benny Goodman, Glenn Miller. I played the saxophone, my first instrument. Um, and so we learned all this stuff and uh, every Halloween they made a big deal and like they had somebody from Disney come and they put on this big production. I'm not kidding you. They put on this big production. They taught, you know, they've taught the band something. They taught, they had dancers and they taught these uh, Disney dances and all this stuff to, it was crazy. And the governor would come. He flew in in a helicopter one time. <laughs> but we would parade in our Halloween costumes. And that year I was a Lone Ranger. And I walked around the school dressed in fourth grade as the Lone Ranger. I felt like, like, Big time. It was cool. Story is amazing. <laughs> but this I tell better you, I'll be real. This better check out. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm telling you, it's real. Um, but it, it, the Lone Ranger costume pales in comparison to what my mom made me the next year because the next year was the first year that Transformers, the cartoon, had come out. Transformers! Oh, and yeah. I was, I was like so into Transformers. Like, insane and she made i'm not kidding you dude she made a complete total optimus prime costume Autobot, transform and roll out. Wow. out of cardboard boxes i had and it was that, awesome oh yeah it looked it, it looked like it it was insane and i put i put on the cardboard box i put on the helmet and all that stuff and i thought i was hot he was really thrifty then oh yeah and I never forget Halloween night. We're out and we're trick or treating, and uh, there's this hill behind the church that we walked up, and we're going to these houses. And I was coming down. I got excited because the church was going to have a Halloween oh, party, no. and there was Halloween there. And guess what? I fell what? all the way down the hill. I rolled in the Optimus Prime costume. All the way broke down. it. I, it was looking bad. My mom fixed it up with some duct tape, but yeah, I, I tore it up pretty good. Oh man. <laughs> So those are my that two favorites. That is favorite. crazy. Yeah. And oh, my stories are stuck <laughs> compared to yours. Next topic. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, so basically, <laughs> I was super into the Terminator. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, Terminator 2 came out. Hasta la vista, baby. And I had all the toys, watched the movie a hundred times. Had the soundtrack with "You Be My Eye," you know that Guns N' Roses song or whatever. Right, right. Super, super into it, and so I went out and got this like fake leather jacket, uh, like a I don't know what was that T-shirt that he always wore, like the oh what no, I'm think, I'm I'm confusing Last Action Hero and. Um, oh. Terminator, because in Last Action Hero, he always wore that uh, red t-shirt, that maroon t-shirt yeah. or red t-shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe I dressed up as that, as that too, because Arnold Schwarzenegger was my jam as a kid. He's my favorite. Um, but 
I remember my my dad helped me with the with the makeup at this Halloween store. We found like this uh, plastic uh, mask or whatever of the Terminator. Yeah. Or maybe it was just a robot. I think it was just like a robot. We made it. He. We made it. Both of us made it look like the Terminator. And we like put marker on it and put like an actual light bulb in the like a holy cow light bulb thing in the eyes so it lit up and then we put like this fake. Remember how in Terminator Two, it's half his face is like yes. the Terminator. Yep. And then he's yep. got like like uh, shrapnel wounds on his face. Yes. Like we so built. Totally we built. That. Yeah, we built that some shrapnel wounds with the uh, face putty or whatever it's called. That's awesome. And, and my eye lit up like a Terminator light. It was pretty cool. Um, but my, you know, that, that was one of the more creative ones because I always, I dressed up like uh, um, Count Chocula one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the brown. So I was basically just like a brown uh, vampire. Like I am Dracula. Like instead of instead of wearing black, I wore right, brown. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. It was kind of it was kind of silly, but my favorite costume I think I was this for three or three or four different years was Barry Sanders. No way. We found yeah we found this. Barry Sanders helmet and I had a Barry Sanders jersey and I ended up getting football pants from my uncle in football cleats and I'd carry around a little football and one year we got this little American Eskimo puppy named Moki and for that Halloween I carried around Moki like a little football and, there, and there's pictures of me carrying that dog in a Barry Sanders outfit Let's talk about just copy. Yeah. <laughs> copy review time. I'm, I'm right. making my own. You know how you like put in like segment drops to split right. the segments? I'm like doing my own now for some reason. You're telling me where <laughs> I should put them. That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess you want some weird chimes there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. All right, so Just Coffee is the coffee that Libby and I, my lady, my lady, my wife now, yes. when most people are hearing this, yeah, she will be my wife when this drops. Woohoo! Um, that's our go-to coffee. I basically, the two coffees I drink on the regular is Peace Coffee and Just Coffee. Um, so I drink this all the time. I actually reached out to them. They said, you know, we got to get everything passed through our marketing team. And unfortunately, we're not allowed to talk to you. <laughs> I can only imagine why. Right. Um, but we'd like you to review our coffee. And so they sent you a free bag of coffee. They and did. what did they send you? They sent me the extra dark. Extra dark. That is extra. what my lady drinks. And she likes it. The extra, I think it's extra dark and smoky. And Ooh. I will say this, it's extra dark and it is smoky. It's mm -hmm. almost, almost a little too dark for me. Um, but 
I uh, add, you know, I'm a wuss. I add sugar and cream. Mm-hmm. And so like legit, if, if this was, if I was really into dark co- coffee, I would really be into this. Like I did it straight up, nothing in it. And it was super dark. I was like, holy cow. Um, yeah. But, but man, it's this the is the extra cr- dark, I think. Yes. And, and the crazy thing is, is when I added the sugar and the cream to it, it almost, it was still dark, but it almost added this, like, it's weird, like a chocolatey, a chocolatey like kind of taste. And I know that's like not in the coffee at all, but it just had this crazy, awesome taste. But I will say this, I ground it tonight before we came on and the mm-hmm. smell just from grinding it, you could smell it all over the house. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so, yeah. So super dark smoky. Um, and if you're like me, you add some sugar and some cream to it and it almost has like a chocolate taste to it. It's crazy. Um, like, like I'm drinking it right now and it's, it, it's smooth. Um, uh, straight up. It's a little too dark for me, but, uh, but I can mix it up and it tastes great. I'm into it. Yeah. I I have crazy stomach problems as you know, and I tried the extra dark and it was like, (laughs) it was bubble started in my stomach. I was like, "Uh Oh, so I haven't touched that since I usually drink. I have had the lighter stuff, but I usually drink the medium stuff. And I, I I pretty much drink all the medium stuff that they have, but bike fuel is the one that I've been into recently. And it's just, it's a great solid, uh, coffee and it's uh it smells great it tastes great it's uh it's a good company um they're legit you know they're not running any slave labor or cheating people for their prices they're a legit good company and it's it's our go-to that's awesome and what yeah. a name bike fuel that's pretty cool bike fuel <laughs> <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, I think it has a skeleton riding a bike on the front. Oh, that's killer. I would definitely try the medium rust, I think. I think I I would definitely grab a bag of that. It's that good. So it it is good coffee. It's you know, we've been trying different coffees. Places have been sending us stuff now. Um and I will say that I really like Bridge City coffee. That's on our second our last month's uh reviewed that coffee was really good. And um, November, we're going to be reviewing Oak and Crow, which did the right. Up the Pups for Two Minute Minor to raise money. And that coffee is really good. We both tried that, but we'll save that talk yeah. for later. Let's, um, let's, uh, we, we won't mention the name of this company, but I did send you some coffee and you straight up like, <laughs> I'm going to give this to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, here's the talk. <laughs> We'll get real here. I had another friend send me this coffee. I can't do flavored coffees. It doesn't mean that they're nasty. It just means my stomach can't handle flavored coffee. It explodes. Like my <laughs> stomach is, is super touchy and it runs in my family. Like I always thought I had problems when I was a kid, like really bad problems because I didn't know my mom's side of the family. And when I reconnected with my mom's side of the family, you know, three or four years ago or whatever that was, um, Everyone in that family, even my mom, had crazy stomach problems and crazy food allergies. I'm like, oh, this is where I get this from. Okay, <laughs> at least, at least that sucks. But at least I know, you know. And the older I get, it gets worse. Uh, like, I don't know. Sometimes if I make my coffee even a little too strong, my stomach will explode. I basically sent you like 
death water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and well, Libby warns me too. She's like, I think this is flavored coffee. I'm like, oh, Mick knows I don't like flavored coffee because I talked to him about that one guy who sent me flavored coffee and my stomach exploded. Nope, it was flavored coffee. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. I did. Let me it, ask- not, it doesn't mean that's bad coffee. It just, for me, I just right. can't. My stomach can't do it. Um, have you ever had like any New Orleans style coffee? What is, what does that mean? It's like basically a medium or dark roast, but they add chicory root to it. I don't know if that would bother you. It's not really like flavored. Um, I don't think so. The way they roast but it. I think I might give that coffee that you sent me to my buddy Mike when I see him again. Um, nice. I gave him the the coffee that my other buddy that was an FBS the yeah. band sent me, and uh, that was weird because that was like. Uh, it was awesome that you sent it to me and I was really, I appreciate it. And it was, I was grateful for it, but you know, it's the thought that counts there for sure. And he was thinking of me, but whew, that was a whole nother, a whole nother half, half day in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but that had like a, it was weird. It tasted like Bailey's, like it was supposed to be like a Bailey's kind of flavored coffee. Right. And it didn't do it for me. So you you hear it here now, folks. If you send us coffee to review, make sure it's just straight up, dark or medium, and <laughs> yeah. we'll be all right. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll have stomach explosion. So uh, let's jump into. Uh, we're trying to keep this at an hour here. We got a little bit more to talk about. New two minute miners coming out. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You know what I realized? It, I realized we didn't interview anyone on the first podcast, did we? No, we just first interviewed episode. ourselves. Yeah, I thought I was like that one went really smooth. I was listening to the second one, and I was like, "Man, I am so freaking awkward and weird." Why didn't I come off as awkward and weird on the first one? I'm thinking, oh, I think it's just because it's you and I talking. Yeah, we did interview um, Marshall Brown. Oh, we did. Yeah. See? You're right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was just weird or <laughs> <laughs> on the second one. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, two minute minor new album. Yeah, so we're coming out with a new album called Stand for Something or Fall for Anything. And I sent you the album cover. Oh yeah. You got it. I do, and it's 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 pretty rad. Explain it. <laughs> explain it all right well it's i'm trying to are describe, you looking at it i'm, I'm trying to do it from memory it, yes. i'm trying to do it from okay. memory because i don't have it up right now but um oh. it's 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 really the still the the look of the album cover is in the same vein of the rest of your album covers at least yeah. the the style but there's yeah. definitely it's the goon. Is it an alleyway? Is that what he's standing yeah. in? Yeah, and he's yeah. he's basically stomping on oppression. I'm going to say that it's a good yeah description. But um, sure. it's it's pretty killer album cover. Well, yeah, it. he's a world. He's a uh, he's dressed in uh, United States of America World War II getup. Yep, uniform. He actually looks like Duke from GI Joe. Nice. With a missing tooth. 
Yes, but with a missing tooth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the trusty pit bull who's always with them, who's uh, who's imaged after Lily, Lily the pit bull. Yeah. Um, but this this was a weird album because so it's coming out Monday, November second, and you know we want to we want to promote other people's bands. We want to listen to new hardcore bands, but. You know, this is coming out November 2nd, and this is our podcast, so we can talk about our music too, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, cool. I'm getting the okay from Mick. So <laughs> here, so onward. Um, it's only going to be six songs, and it's, the reason it's a weird album is because we, we started recording this album. We'd go to Michigan once a month for like five or six hours at a time and we'd basically write a song and then record it or write two songs and then the next practice record two songs and so we were doing this really weird we were doing this over a year we we're writing the songs and covid hits and i think we had been going there for like 10 months or something at at that time and you know we didn't have all the songs recorded and we were trying to do 10 songs and it just it wasn't working out at all. Um, and then, and then we couldn't even get to Michigan for a while. Right. Uh, Cause the borders were shut. So we were like, let's just put this album on hold. Um, Cause we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the future. We just can't travel and let's do this lockdown record. So I got a hold of Zach who drums with us once in a while. Brad was drumming with us on that record. Like basically the band is, Bob and I and whoever we find to to play shows or or do the next record that's who's in the band and for how long as they want to be or can be you know right so as long as it's Bob and I, I think we'll keep p- pumping out uh, these two minute minor tracks and so we ha- we got six songs um, we have Eddie Leeway from Leeway featured on one and we released that single. In this record on March 6th, 2020, right before COVID, right before the COVID shutdown. Um, and so it just made it incredibly hard for us to continue this record. And so we did that. Um, what's that record called that we did? <laughs> you did the, the lockdown. Uh, and the the lockdown, lockdown. Lockdown. Yep. So we did the lockdown. It said lockdown, like basically right after we put out this this track and we found out that this lockdown was happening. I was like, well, we can't go to Michigan we can't do this record. So we should do something else. And we didn't know how crazy it was going to get at the time. We didn't know what was happening, you know, the, the unknown basically. So we were trying to keep our minds busy and Zach and I got together and with uh, Marco and Sean and Bob, and we, we wrote the first lockdown four original songs and I recorded it upstairs before our, before our neighbors moved in upstairs and I was basically screaming my head off in the bathroom and recording it, the vocals on my phone. And I noticed, I looked out the window and there was neighbors like in the street looking around like what in the world? Where is that screaming coming from? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and I kept doing it and kept yelling and looking out there. And like, I think at one time there's like four people in the street, like looking around. I thought it was really funny. I like ran downstairs. I ran downstairs and told Libby about it. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm screaming my head off upstairs and 
I got these neighbors freaking out. They don't know what's going on. And was that the one you, you did the vocals on your phone, right? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And that was a huge learning, the lockdown, the first one, because I did it in the bath, they like the recorded the vocals in the bathroom. And I thought that was going to be good, but that natural reverb was gnarly to mix. Oh yeah. It just wasn't good. And we, we made a lot of mistakes on that record. And so we decided to do that extended lockdown and we did, that was all covers. And uh, when we did that, I recorded at work behind this huge curtain that hacks that blocks light and sound basically when I'm making screens. And so I did it behind that curtain is, and that's where we recorded uh, Quinn's vocals for the last um, EP, the, the split for what's your damage. And it turns out great. I think that's how I'm going to do most of my stuff is behind that curtain. <laughs> it just sounds so good. And so we just learned a lot of tricks on the second one. And basically we put both of those together and, you know, sold it and raised money for Liars Club here in Chicago. We raised around 500 bucks for them. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the new album that's coming out. It's called Stand for Something or Fall for Anything. And we'll put the the link where everybody can get that in the show notes. But I think you guys got something special going on for that. Uh, some shirts and it's going to go, uh, the money's going to go to some special folks. Basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be making shirts to raise money for our veterans. And if you buy a shirt or you buy anything in our big cartel site, you will get a free new two minute minor album on CD and a free Octobird last single ever CD. Ooh. Yeah, both of them. Mm. <laughs> um, you can buy this if you, if all you want is a CD, you can buy it. But if you buy anything else, anything else in the store, you get it for free. Um, but we have we have uh, Eddie Leeway on there. We have Adam of the Cruiser Sonata guest vocaling. We have Win of Strike First, Batskins, Antagonizers, ATL, and formerly of DDC, the Drink and Destroy Crew. And Win is actually going to be on the next episode of Coffee and Hardcore. Also, oh yeah, oh, yeah. we're having him on to talk about um, the new Strike First record. Nice. So hey, let's play a fun track from the new album. It's a Huey Lewis in the news cover, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's called uh, Working for a Living. Check it out. It's Wiley Willis. Leave a message. Hey, Willis, this is Chris, your boss. You're working overtime every day this week. See ya. Living, 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 living
Octo Bird is officially ending. October Bird of Death. Putting that to rest after five years. 2015. You know, it's it's more like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's 2015. I thought it was beginning or end of 2014, but I think it was. I think we started in the end of 2014, but when we put up our page and everything, it was like 2015. So we said 2015 to 2020. And the and the single and, will actually be out by the time this episode comes out, right? Correct. That's awesome. Yep. It'll it'll be out. It'll be our it's our last single. When we announced that it was ending, so many people reached out and said, "Oh my gosh, just such sad news." I loved October of Death so much, and it was just kind of cool to see that because I that was the first time I really saw besides playing audio feed that I saw people really care right. about this this band because audio feed man every show we played there was a great show tons of people we sold tons of merch and audio feed crowd and all those people basically helped us make our records and and make our merch like they funded us for the the whole next year that was always that's i'll miss that the most that was like a family reunion well i know that um gosh it was a while ago. You had sent me stuff from a band practice and I was mm-hmm. in love with it. It was really good. And uh, Octobird was the first band that I heard of yours before I heard it before I heard two minute minor. And I just fell in love with it. I remember the first uh, CD I got, you guys made the, the album covers were made out of uh, almost like the material for a patch. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was a I killer, do remember killer those. layout. We promised we'd never make those again. <laughs> I can imagine those were very intensive. We, yeah, we made a hundred of them, and it, and uh, Darren's wife actually helped sew. Wow. And not even that, just everything we had to put in that thing and fold it, and yeah, but we had to. Darren and I screen printed it. It was a pain, but it was killer. Look cool <laughs> though. Yeah, look cool. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I am. I like because um, I, you know, every time you guys had something come out, I got it, um, and. So I'm I'm a little sad because I I dug Octoberg quite a bit. I I you know Two Minute Minor is a different thing to me. It's like I it, I love it just as much, but I think it was like the that first Octoberg record was just really cool. And I know I keep shortening the name, but that's just what we call it in our house. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call it too at band practice because we don't want to say October Bird of Death, which is a which is a cool name, but Octoberg for some reason just shorten it. It makes it sounds even more menacing <laughs> yeah like what like if you said that around someone who didn't know what it was they'd be like what what's this october that's <laughs> this uh, eight-headed bird thing <laughs> so so how are we ending this super short not so short episode yeah so is it cool if we play the octo october bird of death new single worth every penny right now well they can
Hey, thanks for hanging with us uh, on this shorter edition of Coffee and Hardcore. This has been episode three. Next month, we'll be back to normal. We've got Wynn of Strike First and Fat Skins on. He's going to be talking about the new Strike First record. We've got Jacob from Oak and Crow Coffee. He's going to be talking about Oak and Crow, and we're also going to review Oak and Crow Coffee. Uh, we've got three more albums we're going to drop and we're going to review. And then we got, you know, of course... Uh, some crazy banter back and forth and some surprises for you for uh, next month edition episode four. So hang with us and uh, check out uh, some of these bloopers from the f- past few episodes. It only took him 19 minutes to actually complete getting onto Zoom. Wow, man, freaked out. Okay. What? <laughs> You got me in a weird mood. Okay, here we go. Uh oh. What happened? <laughs> Why uh oh? Oh, for some reason I completely lost everybody. <laughs> oh. We didn't lose you. No, we <laughs> didn't lose me. All right. Yeah. Let me ask no, that question again. <laughs> Let me ask that question again. <laughs> and I'll edit all that out before. What's up, coffee and hardcore podcast listeners? Episode Coming your way, Wiley Willis from Chicago, Illinois, with my trusty co-host, Mick Cox from Parkersburg, <laughs> West Virginia. Should we do that again? Yes, sure, whatever. I said it all right. So are that. you gonna? Are do you, you gonna wait to for that? a while? Do you want me to wait a while? I don't. Yeah, I it makes know it funny. because it like gives me it gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> this could be on the outtakes at the very end. All right. <laughs> okay. We like to we like to go on rants that have that he has to keep it tied in because I can I can rant so huh. and I can make things awkward for people. <laughs> okay, Mick. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's alright. It's almost like a Saturday Night Live sketch. Like you're the awkward <laughs> podcast host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you brush your teeth for thirty seconds. <laughs> What are your techniques? Oh, oh God. This is terrible <laughs> podcast material. <laughs> What's up, Coffee and Hardcore Podcast? <laughs> What's a podcast? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> is there a podcast school, Mick? Did you go to it since you, this is your fourth podcast? No. There's a bunch of people there's, out there that, a, that try to tell you. There's a clown college. <laughs> there's a clown college, but there's not a podcast school? What? There's, Dude, there's online think, seminars that try to tell you, you know, if you pay them this much money, they'll, they'll give you their yeah. secrets. There's those. They'll tell you to not say, uh, and, uh, so much. I just said the same thing over, um... <laughs> So, what'd you get done? I don't know. We laughed for like 25 minutes. It was a hoot. Okay. All right. What's up, Coffee and Hardcore podcast listeners? Episode two coming at you. Wiley Willis from Chicago, Illinois. Mick Cox from Parkersburg. That's right. You can edit out all the um. Yes. So, don't do it a whole lot to make me work a whole lot. I feel like 
I feel like after this conversation ends, I'm going to be like, Mick, whoo, that was brutal. I was not on my game. Can you edit me to sound smart? <laughs> You're going to be like, no, not on this one. <laughs> yeah. It's a lost cause. There's no way we can make you sound smart on this thing. <laughs> Mick, come on. <laughs> Help a guy out. Uh, come on, man. I'm sorry. It's my fault. It's you did that. You did that on purpose. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, I hate you. Okay, here we go. I bet I can sing this song in the time it takes to brew the coffee. Ma, 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 ma.